worship team for leading us. Yeah, thanks you guys. Man, so good, so good. That 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 phrase uh, that that sticks out in that song to me. Your goodness, it's running after me. It comes right out of the twenty third Psalm. You know, it goes through the whole thing. The Lord is my shepherd and. All these beautiful pictures of how God leads us and guides us. And then it says, surely goodness and mercy will follow me or pursue me all the days of my life. And that word pursue, it's, it's literally pursue, like run, chase after. And sometimes we live our lives thinking we're, we're the ones that have to you know, run and try to catch up to God. And yet that, that psalm and that song reminds us that actually God, he's chasing after us, and that his love and mercy, like he, he wants to, to bring it to us. He wants to give it to us. Uh, what a God that we get to worship and serve this morning. Man, we're, we're taking a, a little break this weekend from the series that we've been in. Over the last months, we've been tracking through the book of Acts, and today we just kind of pause because just like in the midst of the early church in the book of Acts, God was doing amazing things and he was leading and, and he was bringing people to himself, uh, God has been leading and working in our midst right here at the chapel. And we wanted to take a few minutes together to kind of look back. A couple years ago, we kind of launched what we called our Vision 2023, Growing Deeper. And, and we set out some lofty goals and dreams and visions, and, and then we, we got to work, and, and we've seen God doing some incredible things. In fact, th- this campus is part of that vision. <laughs> I mean, God has done some incredible things. And, and we just wanted to take some time to, to reflect, to look back and see what already has been accomplished, but then we also want to look ahead. We, we want to share like where we're continuing to focus as a church and, and the vision that God has still out in front of us, where he wants to lead us and what he wants to accomplish in and through us. And so I, I'm hoping that this time is going to be a time of encouragement, that it's going to be a time of, of celebration, that it's also going to be a time of anticipation, like the, that we leave here so full and so excited and so ready for what God wants to continue to do uh, in our midst. So that's what we want to do as part of this vision update. Uh, Matthew chapter 13, verse 23, Jesus has just told a story about these different soils and how God's word is planted in the soil, but there's all kinds of different responses. Some of it gets choked out. Some of it doesn't last. Some of it just kind of faints in in the heat of the sun. But then he says in verse 23, the seed, though, that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's words. And as a result, it says, produce a harvest of 30, 60, even 100 times as much as had been, has been planted. I've, I'm, I'm friends with a couple of local farmers, and, and I've been talking to them, and I always you know, want to update, like, so how's it going? And it's, it's, been an, it's been an awesome year. Like, there's going to be a great harvest And what Jesus was reminding us in this text is that when his truth is planted into good soil and and we're in the business of then cultivating that soil in our own life and in one another's lives, and that's what part of what the church is. It's it's like a greenhouse where where we 
include all the right elements so that there's an even greater potential of health and strength and growth. And we grow deeper together. As part of this vision, we, we developed six key vision roots, areas that we wanted to concentrate over the next few years. Oh, building a culture of family, becoming more and more like Jesus, equipping the next generation, uh, cultivating healthy relationships, gaining financial wisdom, and then six, engage our neighborhoods, communities, and world. So over our time together, what I want to do is kind of look at each of these vision roots and and look at some scripture, and then look at to see what God has been doing in these key areas and where we're going to continue to focus. So the first one was build a culture of family, and that's what we long to be here at the chapel, a family. Uh, Romans 12, verses 4 and 5 says, just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is, he says, with Christ's body. We, that's us, we are many parts of that one body, and we all belong to each other. I don't know if you came in today re- realizing that, that, that I'm yours and you're mine, that we, we belong to each other. Like God's placed us here to, to, to encourage each other, to share life with each other, to help each other in this journey. And, and, and he says as each part has a special function. You have a special, unique function that you bring to this church family. And it says, as we each live out that function, then we become whole, right? And we want everybody to feel like the chapel is home. Like when you walk in the doors, like you see somebody that you know, that, you, that, that you're catching up with somebody that you've been praying for, that you're encouraged by somebody at just the right moment, that everyone would feel like this is family. And, and we, we continue to see God work in these ways. We've done some, some special steps to, to help that happen. Because as a church grows larger, we have to work harder to become smaller, to be known, to make sure that we're caring for each other well. We started a cancer care ministry, and there have been people right here in this campus that have been touched by that. Uh, people, other people that have journeyed through cancer and now coming alongside, blessing them with a gift, praying for them on a regular basis. Uh, we developed two new classes here at the chapel, one called Exploring Christ. So that's to help people discover the family of God and how they can be a part of that, but then also a membership class so that people could know, like, what does it mean to be a part of this family? And then we implemented a new baptism follow-up plan. For years, you know, we, we celebrated when people were baptized, and I, I remember just about a year ago, uh, last spring, our son Carter, he was baptized, you know, and it wasn't long after that that he, he got hit with some major health things. And, and there's something powerful that happens when we take steps of faith. Man, the enemy, he gets at work too. And so we said, man, what if, what if when people are baptized, we were more intentional about just checking in with them three months, six months, a year later, just to say, how are you doing? How can we continue to encourage in your faith? And that's part of that new baptism follow-up system. Um, the, other, the other vision route that we talked about was becoming more and more like Jesus. And that's kind of like the whole point of everything, right? I mean, uh, all, all of our... Our, our vision roots are to deepen our faith to help us become more and more like Jesus. I love what 1 John 2.6 says, those who say they live in God should live as Jesus lived. Now that is a challenge, isn't it? I read those verses and, and it's one thing to say it, it's another thing to live it, right? But we want to be people 
that are living our faith. And that means living and becoming more and more like Jesus, which, which for me, that's, that's tough, isn't it? If Jesus is the standard, if Jesus is the litmus test, you think about the life of Jesus in the Gospels, and what was Jesus? Jesus was patient and kind and gentle and caring and compassionate and strong and truthful and honest. So if if we're in the process of becoming more and more like Jesus, he's the marker. How am I doing in patience? How, How am I doing in compassion towards others? How am I doing with love? How am I doing with sharing truth, becoming more and more like Jesus? So we've, we've done some things to, to, to take those next steps, becoming more and more like Jesus. For many, baptism is like one of those first steps. It's like an identifying moment in their life of saying, I'm choosing to follow Jesus, and now my life becomes about becoming more and more like him. And just in the last two years, 175 people baptized between all three of our our locations. Incredible to see those people taking that significant spiritual step. And I don't know if you you don't receive our Beyond the Weekend devotion. It comes out twice a week. It just comes in your email box automatically. Over 1,300 people are receiving that Beyond the Weekend devotion and reading it twice a week. All of us on the same page, literally on the same morning, looking at God's truth, reflecting on what we saw and learned in the last week's message, and and then just rooting ourselves in God's truth. And then we created an all-church reading plan for the book of Acts. Pastor Ryan helped develop that for us. And uh, we're continuing to offer special opportunities to, to grow deeper in our faith and to help guide us into God's truth. So going forward, when it comes to these two vision routes, we're, this is where we're headed, where we're continuing to focus, to incorporate new ways to serve together. We added uh, Brittany Wadsworth to our staff, and she's helping in volunteer engagement and development, and we want to help everybody find their spot to serve. Um, we want to develop campus-specific opportunities to connect with our pastors and for you to connect with one another. It was great to celebrate uh, recently at the, at the campus picnic. And then next Sunday, we get to get together again and, and spend some time together and celebrate Pastor Ryan and Alyssa. And uh, we want to do some, try some new things, pizza with the pastors or some, different opportunities for us to share life and develop a culture of family. And we want to continue to elevate prayer and care needs. We're in the process of rebooting our whole prayer ministry. In fact, in the next week or two, I'm going to meet with uh, three different individuals right here from this campus to talk about uh, some corporate prayer uh, ideas, next steps, because we want to grow deeper together and pray for one another. We're going to offer more resources for growing deeper throughout the week. You've probably already seen, if you're following our social media just every once in a while, just an article, something that, that's an encouragement, something that will help you dive into God's truth. Well, our next vision route was to equip the next generation. And, and I mean, we're nothing if we don't build into the lives of our kids and our students. And I love having uh, Becky Bechtel here and, and having our core of, of volunteers that invest in young people. And Ken Rawson from our Sandusky campus is going to be coming over and spending more time right here at our Port Clinton campus to invest in middle school and high school students along with our volunteer teams uh, because we want to build the next generation. Psalm 78 verse 4 says, We will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about his power and his mighty wonders. That's our role as a church family to, 
to pass the faith on to the next generation. And so we've, we've strategically hired a family ministry director to help take our family ministries to the next level. Uh, we're, we developed Orange Tober. Remember that? Last, last October, we spent the whole month, and every single week, we focused on the next generation. And just a couple weeks back, we had a fantastic Orange Weekend, right? We had all our kids up on the stage sharing and celebrating and leading us in worship, and we're gonna, going to continue to invest in the next generation that way. 90 people attended our first ever parent meeting. Such a, a huge response. And parenting, it's hard, right? Uh, but we want to help each other in that journey. So the next one is cultivating healthy relationships. I love what Ephesians 4.2 says. And I mean, this really is a picture of Jesus. And it is a challenge to all of our relationships. It says, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. I love that last phrase, making allowance for each other's faults. Usually when we think of allowance, at least when I think of allowance, it's like something that I had to work to earn, right? At the end of the week, mom or dad gave you a couple bucks, you know, because you did your chores. You, you earned your allowance. And what Paul is saying to the Ephesian church and what he's saying to us is, here, because Jesus has already paid for it, done all the work, make allowance, make allowance, offer grace to one another, because we're all at fault in moments. And we want to continue to cultivate healthy relationships. Nothing is better than a relationship when it's working great. Nothing is more difficult than relationships when it's not going great, right? And that, that, that includes our family, our marriages. That includes our church family. And so what, what have we done to continue to cultivate healthy relationships? It's cool. 150 women just recently participated in the Fast Friends Fiesta morning as part of our women's ministry. And it was so cool because uh, the Sunday after that, I was in the atrium, and I heard a woman, and she, this, these were her words. She's like, oh, wait, there's so-and-so. I just met her last Tuesday night. And it was like, there was this new connection to somebody that you, you saw across the way on Sundays, you know, in, in a seat across from you, or maybe somebody out in the atrium. But because they had had that opportunity, they had cultivated a new level of friendship, of relationship. And so we've got to continue to find opportunities like that. We hosted the second annual uh, Widow's Valentine Lunch, which, by the way, Port Clinton is the campus that led the way uh, the very first time that we offered one of these. And then we were like, this was fantastic. We've got to do this at, in, at our Norwalk location and in Sandusky. And so since then, just investing in widows and showing the love and kindness of Jesus uh, and honoring them. And then 190 people attended our 2022 marriage conference. And I'll tell you more about our upcoming marriage conference in just a moment. Just an incredible opportunity to grow deeper right? To cultivate healthy relationships. These are the steps that we've uh, been taking. Um, starting in September, we'll re-kick off what we call Marriage Matters, which is a monthly gathering, the first Friday of every month. Uh, it's a, just a special night to focus on our marriage relationships. And uh, man, if you've never taken advantage of that, I want to encourage you to consider it. Um, the first uh, gathering this year is going to come up on September 2nd. Um, they're going to kick off with a marriage potluck, 
uh, just bring some food, enjoy some fellowship, get to know some other couples. And then they're starting a new study called uh, Making Marriage Work. And they'll talk about some different marriage myths. And so you do not want to miss out on those kind of opportunities to cultivate healthy relationships. Now, I mentioned earlier uh, Fast Friends Fiesta, say that three times fast, right, uh, that our women's ministry uh, offered just, just about a month ago. And uh, our women's ministry, in fact, there's a booth a table out in the atrium where you can get some more info, uh, but here to tell us uh, via video, um, our, our, our women's ministry lead, Paula Lapata and Mary Manuela, take a look at the screens to hear some more for you, all of you ladies about what's coming with women's ministry. Ready? It's already recording. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Hi, I'm Paula Lapata, and I lead women's ministry at the chapel. My name is Mary Manuela, and I'm the women's ministry mentor. We're really excited to share with you what we have in store for women's ministry this upcoming year. We took a little bit of a break, but now we're back um, in gear, and we're excited for the fall. So we're going to kick off with Renewed. Renewed will be September 13th from 6 to 7.30 at the Sandusky Campus Worship Center. Renewed is a large group for women, it's open to all women, and we gather together and we are in the worship center here in Sandusky and we um, listen to great worship music and we have some messages and there's always an element of fun there. It's a great place to bring your friends. For sure. Um, unlike last year where we met with Renewed every month, going forward into this year we're going to meet with Renewed every other month. And on the opposite months, we are going to do campus-based events just for women. And we feel like that's a great way for women to get to know women at their own campus that they see on the weekends or invite your friends in from the area. Um, it's just a really effective way to kind of grow deeper on a smaller level. So we'll have plenty of opportunities for that. It'll look a lot like our Fast Friends Fiesta did this past summer, where it was the same event at the same day, the same time, but just at the three different campuses. Yeah. And don't worry, I know it sounds like a lot of changes, but we're creating a master schedule that will get into your hands and you'll know the dates and times of all of the Renewed and all of the separate campus events as well. And we're really also excited because we're gonna launch women's small groups here in the fall. So we're busy gathering small group leaders. We'll have different days, different times, different studies to offer to you women to choose from because we really believe that women can grow closer in a small group as they study God's word, as they share their hearts, their burdens, their struggles. That's where I know we've grown the most. So we're really excited to put that out to you. And we'll have a small group launch at that first Renewed on September 13th, but we'll also put it out there to the church, to social media, with a text-in option so that you can text right in, see the options for small groups, and you can sign up just like that. Yeah. And until then, be sure to connect with us on our Facebook page, the Chapel Women's Ministry, or you can jump on our email list by texting the word register to 504-1777. And don't be afraid to reach out to Mary or myself. We're happy to answer your questions. We want to connect you. We want to see women grow. We want to see them grow in the word and grow closer to one another. 
I love what's happening in our women's ministries. And ladies, if you want to find out more, you want to get connected, um, again, out in the atrium, there's a table. You'll see the women's ministry signage. Um, just stop over there, grab a, grab a flyer. You can figure out how to connect and stay up to date on upcoming opportunities. That's all about cultivating healthy relationships, both with one another, but with Jesus as well. And uh, we want to continue to grow in those ways. As we continue to look ahead when it comes to the next generation and healthy relationships, uh, we're going to offer some more classes for parenting. Um, In 2023, we have a very special missions conference coming up with the Smallies through Focus on the Family. They will be live and in person uh, at our Sandusky campus. You should mark your calendars now for March 10th and 11th, that Friday evening, and then most of the day that Saturday. Uh, a, A fabulous opportunity to connect, to grow, to learn, to laugh, uh, to invest in your marriage, all right? And then take advantage of those Marriage Matters events. By the way, if you want a calendar of events for Marriage Matters, out at the Welcome Center today, you'll see some half sheets of paper or some small cards, and it has the lineup of everything that's happening for the rest of the school year on those Friday night gatherings, including information about our upcoming marriage retreat. Uh, so stop out at the Welcome Center and get, get all the info that you need there. Uh, we're continuing to focus on unifying our family ministry efforts as a whole, like whether it's children's ministry or middle school or high school, and investing more and more in the next generation. Um, and then creating new events to foster relationships. You know, probably you've gone somewhere, some of you dads have taken your daughter to like a daddy-daughter dance, and we don't want to just repeat what everybody else is doing, but we're looking at other events that we can do. To Man, yesterday was an incredible event. Uh, many people gathered at our Sandusky location, and whole families were serving together uh, to build a Habitat home, and I'll tell you more about that in a little bit. But cultivating healthy relationships. Um, next, our vision route was to gain financial wisdom. Man, uh, you know, one of the leading causes of divorce and, and anxiety and strife includes our finances, right? And so we committed to say, man, we want to continue to grow in financial wisdom, figuring out how to handle money God's way. Matthew um, 6 records what Jesus said. He said, wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. And, and if money becomes the everything, well, then our desires, they'll never be satisfied. They'll never be fulfilled, right? And, and so we said, how can we learn uh, the secrets of contentment? How can we be better prepared in life? And, and even as a church, how can we even better steward the resources that God supplies? And so over the last a couple of years, we've taken time to celebrate stewardship stories and generosity stories and shared testimonies in our weekend services. Um, we've incorporated some biblical generosity principles in all our ministry. So our kids from a young age, they're starting to think and learn about handling money God's ways and working with our students so that, man, before they go off to college, they kind of have a, a sense of what do I do, you know, with when I start earning money and how do I handle this and how do I honor God with all of this? And then we've offered numerous financial stewardship classes. In fact, we have a new, another one coming up in September just to help people that are in that stage of life where you're trying to figure out Medicaid and Medicare and all these things. And how do I do that and utilize those things? But from a, a Jesus-centered um, kind of focus in my life and uh, Later this year, we want to offer a special recession-proof budget course. Uh, man, we're, we're coming into a, a season 
where financially some that were never hurting are hurting or, or may be hurting, and the needs just continue to rise, and prices of everything continues to go up. And how do we, how do we continue to be faithful and see Jesus at work even in the midst of our money? And that, that will be coming in the future. One of our big focuses as part of our 2023 vision when it comes to financial wisdom was as a church, we said, we want to do better. We want to handle God's money the best way possible. And part of that was to say, our goal is to pay off our mortgage as a church. You know, over, over years, three different campuses, although this campus we didn't take out any loans, any money whatsoever to do everything that happened here. This was all because of people's just generosity. But we had a mortgage that we said, man, what would happen if we were able to get rid of that? What could we continue to invest inside and outside of our walls if we didn't have a monthly mortgage payment? And so we kind of opened the doors on that. And over the last two years, over a million dollars has already been generously donated specifically towards the mortgage reduction. Um, 350 families have, have given towards that. Uh, because of that, 900, catch this, $900,000 will be saved just in interest alone when we have our mortgage paid off early. That's unbelievable. Um, we'll be cutting off 12 years of our mortgage payments. And what that will do is it will free up $250,000 every single year that we can invest in people, in ministry, right here inside the walls and then out into our community. And the, the cool thing is, this was part of our 2023 vision, but we are ahead of schedule and we are closing the gap rapidly because of people's generosity. And we believe that by the end of this October, we could celebrate and be completely debt-free as a church when it comes to our mortgage. That's, yeah, we can celebrate that. You guys, this is a big deal. This is, listen, this is not, this is not about money. This is about ministry. And uh, so, listen, if, if that moves you and you're like, okay, we're the, if we're that close, I want to I help get us there. If you want to do something above your regular giving before the month of October, just earmark it, mortgage reduction, or go online. You can do it that way as well. And you can help us close the gap completely, and then we are going to celebrate. And, uh, and then we are going to reinvest outside the walls and inside the walls for greater ministry impact. Our last vision route was to engage our neighborhoods, communities, and world. All right, we want to be a church that isn't just focused in here because there's all kinds of need and opportunity out there. Right here in our own community in Port Clinton, in Ottawa County, uh, in, in Norwalk, in Sandusky, in Ohio, in the United States. That's why, that's why we're sending a team to Kentucky to make an impact. It's why we go to Brazil. It's why we're involved in India it's why we send teams. We want to make an impact. And so over the last couple of years, we launched the Churches Left the Building and did a special serve day out in our communities. And we hosted a worship experience. Um, some of you probably were there uh, with New Jerusalem Missionary Baptist Church in downtown Sandusky, just sharing life and, and loving on one another. And we participated last year in uh, Love Norwalk, which is a special event to just show kindness to the community. In fact, that last weekend, they hosted it again in Norwalk. And I mean, they gave out 
school supplies and book bags and gave free haircuts and just unbelievable the impact that was made. And last year, right here in Port Clinton, we did Wings and Worship and uh, just to bless the community and bring some relevant Christian worship music right into the heart of the city. And we're going to do that again on September 14th. So hopefully you're marking your calendars and you'll join us there and we can rub shoulders and love on people and we'll have a prayer tent and, and, and there will be opportunities for outreach as well. Uh, so that's part of, part of our vision. So when it comes to gaining financial wisdom and engaging our community and world, we're continuing to focus on things like partnering with Habitat for Humanity. Uh, I mentioned it just yesterday. Uh, a home was constructed in our Sandusky campus parking lot. They put up walls. Kids, families came. They, they nailed, nailed boards together. They prepped everything. They got everything ready, and, and we saw the structure. Uh, probably you've seen some of that online. And then that, that home is getting moved. Those walls will get carried down to downtown Sandusky to build a home for a family of six that could have never been able to afford that. And we've hosted this. And that's part of making an impact in our own communities. Um, so that's a lot, but the vision is continuing, you guys. And we've started the process as we, as we wind down our 2023 vision over this next year. And as we look to the future, we said, well, what's next? What, what, what is God up to? What is God calling us to as a church and so you've heard, and many of you ladies, you've experienced our women, women's ministry, but we need to do better for our guys. And it's not going to look the same. We're not going to gather for crafting nights or anything, guys, okay? Uh, but we, like, we need to get together and do some, we need to get together and eat some meat, men, or something, you know, or build something, or, you know, throw some axes at something, or, you know, but to share life and, it, and also to encourage each other to pray for each other. Uh, there's so many men that are so secluded and so kind of doing life solo. And man, that does not lead to a lot of good things. And so we want to make a significant investment into further developing a, a thriving men's ministry. We want to explore a new partnership with an unreached people group. Um, in a whole other place of the world where, where the gospel, the good news about Jesus, people aren't hearing it. And we want to support a, a whole new effort that way. And we want to look at constructing a multi-purpose building uh, to, to, to better house student ministries, to provide opportunity for men to get together and shoot hoops together. And, and so we're going to explore some of these opportunities. These are not these are not set. These are dreams. These are hopes. These are visions. But we want, to, want, want you to know so that if your heart's resonating with that, that you can say, man, I want you to know, like, you do that. We're with you. We're behind you. We, we want to help with that. Um, as we look ahead, we're going to explore new ways to reach out to the marginalized in our community. I'm thinking of Jeff over here. He goes right into the prisons. Um, we, need to do, we need to do more. Uh, other people that, that have been marginalized, um, you know, by society, people with cancer, um, people in, in, a, in, in, in um, I almost said funeral home, not a funeral home, uh, <laughs> uh, in nursing homes, um, special needs individuals. What can we do? 
We want to continue to expand our benevolence ministries as we, as we face this recession as a nation. Like, there's going to be more and more need. So how can we as a chapel be a light in our community? How can we be a resource? How can we help more people with practical needs? We want to pursue relationships uh, with college students and young adults so that our kids, when they graduate and they go, go off to school, they know that their church still loves them and prays for them and cares for them and, and is, is serving them in a way so that they always have a place to come home and that they'll continue to grow in their faith. So build a culture of family. That's who we want to be as a church. We want everybody to feel like they belong. And that's, that's not something that I or we can do from the stage. It's something that we do with and for each other to make people that walk through our doors, to have your eyes open, to, to see somebody that might be new that's just kind of looking around and making sure that they feel like they are home when they walk into these doors. Uh, to become more and more like Jesus. Listen, you know, over the last couple of years with COVID, with all the political stuff, you know, we saw some real immaturity in us in how we how we respond to things. And we want to become more like Jesus, right? More patient, more kind, more loving, more truthful, more honest, more courageous, becoming more like Jesus. We want to equip the next generation. We're not going to give up. And when, 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 when the, the, the kind of the, the trending of the next generation doesn't look real promising, we're not living according to the trends. We believe that God and what he wants to do, it goes far beyond the trends, all right? And we want to cultivate healthy relationships in our marriages, women to women, men to men, other, other, other uh, friendships. We want people to grow in healthy relationships that's Christ-centered, to gain financial wisdom, both as a church, but all of us as individuals. What would happen if if more and more of us were living debt-free lives and, and had the freedom to just invest and give and serve and then to engage our neighborhoods, community, and world. Our mission here, we say it every week, it's to help people. It's to help people move. That, that means it's not static. We're not going to coast. It's to help people move and move closer to God and each other through Jesus. And as we grow deeper, root by root, step by step, uh, I don't know about you, but I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about what God wants to continue to do. I think he is, especially right here in Port Clinton, he is just getting started. Would you pray with me? Lord, thank you for your goodness, your goodness that has run after us. God, thank you for the dreams and visions that you have for your church. God, we pray for churches all around our community this morning as they're gathering and worshiping you and leaning into your word. God, we just want to be one of many that are shining the light, but we want our, our light to shine brightly. So make us more and more like you. God, help us to, to follow your lead. Keep us sensitive to you. Make us sacrificial in serving you and getting behind what you want to accomplish. And God, would you use your people in a mighty way to make a mark.
We love you and we commit ourselves to what you would have in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great rest of your Sunday, guys. Pray.